Final score at Celtic Park, Celtic 3, Dundee now, and Celtic go too clear at the top of the table of our second place St Mirren after a good show in second half anyway at Celtic Park. This is Tino with the Final Whistle Show and I'm joined here by James. James, your initial assessment on today's game? Yeah, I mean, a, a good strong win. Um, I think particularly you know, strong towards the end, the last half an hour, 40 minutes or so. Really strong finish and really starting to play some, some really, really nice football there. Um, so it just remains to be seen as the weeks go on, as the team starts to gel more than you boys come in. I think we're in a good place. Yeah, decent and obviously lots to look forward to now with the Champions League back. And it was important, Brendan Rodgers was quoted during the week as saying the win over Rangers only really matters if you follow up with a win against Dundee. And three points of any sort was the most important thing. But we did see some glimpses, as I say, in the second half that, that things were looking on the up. Yeah, let's take a look at the lineup first of all. So there was a few calls to be made, wasn't there? The decision with Liam Scales staying after his man of the match at Ibrox was Lager Bielka going to... You know, Bern instead of Nat Phillips, but ultimately it went with Phillips and Scales. How do you think that pairing went first half, first of all? Uh, I didn't think it was great. Um, I thought it was too cautious. There was a lot of flat passing, just square passing, which is kind of a wee bit shirking responsibility. And that's responsibility of guys coming to, to, to show for the ball as well, not just the defenders. Um, I think I commented to you in the second half, Scales didn't do anything particularly wrong, certainly nothing wrong that cost us. But he did some basic, he made some basic errors that stopped us getting up the field. Um, I think we've just got to stop that. I think if skills is to be tried anywhere, it's at left back. I just don't see him in such a crucial role at centre half. Yeah. From that Phillips point of view, um, I think most are keen to see him, and particularly if we're going to head into this game against Feyenoord, you would want somebody of his relative experience. He's 26, he's not got huge games under his belt at that age but what he has is Premier League experience he's got experience in Germany where he played with Stuttgart and he's a guy that I think most were keen to see and he did look a guy who was a bit rusty he's very much a bit part player at Liverpool he's you know, a squad player at best and you've seen that rustiness at times he's, listen, he's a big guy physical, strong, powerful fella but a few times in the ball he's, he's overcooking it and, and misplacing the passes and, and maybe that's just what you get with a, a rusty player Yeah and I th- I'd like to give him plenty of time to, to shake off that rust today he reminded me more of Starfield than anything else just an excellent defender but maybe not quite as comfy coming out albeit he was on his natural side Starfield always played on his unnatural side so give him some some uh, some space there um, he was you know some of his passing was, was quite sloppy just to be honest with you um, but that'll come in time understanding where the players are meant to be and where he's meant to be putting the ball into space and all that kind of stuff so um, plenty of time to see what you can do there. Yeah, uh, in the midfield, the the college you know was at Real Hattie. was back in contention, and, and that's a massive boost ahead of final or any game for Celtic. Um, but he wasn't ready to start, so he's gone with McGregor and O'Reilly as, as you'd expect, and then it's Turnbull who's got the nod. How do you think the midfield three uh, fared overall? O'Reilly was outstanding. The other two were poor. Callum McGregor poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- there was one real chance, wasn't it, in that first half where. Uh, Celtic broke I think with the advantage on numbers and all they had to do was pop it away to Yang and straight to the it's a really up. basic pass for a guy who has calibre guy who has quality and he's just not got it right he, he stepped up big time uh, at Ibrox but he just wasn't quite at himself today but I suppose on the, the positive note uh, Matt O'Reilly really was and he's a guy we'll get to his goal and stuff but he's a guy who's really enjoying his football just now absolutely I just want to say one last thing on McGregor guys like McGregor who played so he plays so much football they can always go to the well for another big performance like he did at Ibrox. He can always do that because he's got the, the quality. But it's then going back to the routine games where there's not as much buzz and pressure around the game. 
and it just gets a wee bit, I think it just needs rested, but pff, he's not going to get any rest. So we just need to work out how best to get him back to back to his best. But O'Reilly stole the show for me, man of the match. What we've got now, though, is a, a bundle of midfielders, and I actually wonder if there is a genuine quality give McGregor a rest, whether he wants it or not. Maybe take the decision out of his hands and just keep him fresh, because we've got Bernardo, we'll get to him, who looked like he's got something. Thiago home, who we didn't see at all today. Uh, Matt O'Reilly, we don't know what Quan and, and uh, Awata are bringing to the party. Turnbull's there or thereabouts, but disappointing again today. But there are options for Callum McGregor, so let's see what uh, Brendan Rodgers decides I'd to move be okay with that. For, for games like today and games like you know, Motherwell, for example, coming up and stuff like that, if you've got a, a three-man midfield that doesn't include McGregor that can't do the job against Dundee and Motherwell, then they're not good enough and they shouldn't be playing for Celtic, and I think they are good enough. Yeah, I think there's options there. Uh, up top, we knew that Abada would be missing, and a tough one for him. He's going to be out for three to four months, so uh, caught him be made out wide. Parry thought that Celtic might have reverted to Jimmy Forrest, which would have been a, a retro step, but they've gone for Yang, um, and I think on merit, he probably deserved his place. How do you think he'd done? I thought he was in and out at different times. Uh, a wee bit of the kind of O's about him just now. He's just maybe trying a wee bit too hard. You know, a bit desperate to to show what he can do. And with that, you know, just comes mistakes or, you know, trying things that aren't really on. I think he's a talent. I think he's, he's got good physique. You know, the kind of stuff that Rodgers is looking for. A bit of physicality about him. Um, he was making all the right runs. He was taking the guys on. It was more just a final, final ball one time I think he gets shot away but he's better than that and he's, he's not up against you know the best left back in the world no harm but he should be going at the guy more and taking his shots so a, a wee bit like Phillips there's plenty of time there I think there's a, a player there for sure but yeah it wasn't his best performance yeah um, personnel aside it's hard really isn't it to pick out too many highlights from the first half you know I'm happy to you know, comment the second half, lots more going on there, lots more action, obviously the goals that, that came as part of that. But the first half, I don't know, O'Reilly said one that's deflected onto the post. Um, there's been some half chances. Maeda said the one that's probably right, rightly been called offside. We've seen one view on it, which looks offside. But I don't know, I don't want to say turgid. That's That seems too negative at this moment in time. But wasn't an inspiring first half, was it? It was too overcautious, not turgid, um, but overcautious. Nobody wanted to be brave and take a chance, you know, and, and, and try the more not elaborate, but just the more ambitious um, move forward. Um, and I, I don't really know where that's coming from. You know, under Ange, it was you know obviously fast football, but it was a safe place to make mistakes. That was okay. And I wonder if players under a new, new manager are going. I don't want to make mistakes early and then I end up getting dropped and that guy's ahead of me and there's a lot of competition at Celtic so I don't know whether that's playing in but that's Roger's job and Kennedy's job to a degree to step in and say look we want you to be ambitious we want you to you know try things and if they don't work out then we'd rather you tried it than didn't try it and you know didn't didn't make the move forward so there's there's definitely something there and until we broke the deadlock that was extant through the game through the squad there seems to be a wee bit more encouragement to actually just play the safe pass at the moment and, and retain possession. How, how many times did you see a guy pass the ball to somebody and he gave him it back? And I hate that. Yeah, and the the, the pass back the way which Ange would have been screaming about, you know, it seems to be like, and that's fine as well. I mean, the different managers have got different styles, but it's it's certainly less enjoyable to watch. And I think what we, we did enjoy over the last two seasons was this kind of swashbuckling style, particularly at home, because sometimes you get a Dundee Park in the bus or St Johnston or whoever, and Angie's team's found way around, ways around that. So this isn't to say 
Angie's team are, are, are better than Rogers' team, but they certainly play with, with more of a freedom, don't they? Yeah, but then, you know, if you flip it, the last half an hour of the game was swashbuckling, and, you know, obviously a wee bit of that is tired legs and different fitness levels coming into play, but it was really enjoyable football to watch. You know, Maeda in particular was making all the runs, some worked out, some didn't, but he was getting some great service, some great deliveries, and, you know, a lot of the goals came from that kind of move as well. You could say the manager managed the game very well. He is a good manager. Clean sheet at half time, no hassles. There was one one big moment actually where Joe Hart made a great save. Didn't mm. have a lot to do, Joe Hart. He had that big, big save where he just made his body big. I think it maybe eventually hit his chest. Then a couple of times he was hearing for the, the halfway line just to, to get in the mix. Just to alleviate the boredom. Yeah, so he done his job. But not from Roger's point of view, I've not heard any interviews post match here, but he'll have, I'm sure, maybe thought that some things could have been sharper first half, but second half. We've really cut them open several times and, and actually showed some really good stuff. And listen, let's get to the second half because, as I say, first half, nothing huge to write home about. Uh, first point of note was the, the change at half time. So Lager Bielka come in for Phillips. And maybe that is just a sign of, of rustiness, you know, in Phillips. And also maybe wanting to get Lager Bielka more up to speed. Um, just quickly on this, and we'll, we'll touch briefly on Final at the end of the piece. But what do you think the centre half pairing looks like on Tuesday? That's the thing. I don't think today. Gives you enough information to make a call on that. Um, for me, the two best players from what I've seen of them, um, well, I was going to say, well, Phillips and Pedigree, um, and from people I know that have seen them for Liverpool, and Lager Bielka, because I just don't think skills is of the quality for Celtic to be a certain half, particularly in European football. They're a fast team, you know, they're going to come at you fast. Skills needs a lot of time on the ball, you're just not going to get it. So, but then Lager Bielka, at one point today showing that he didn't learn his lesson um, on the one that he got fouled at Ibrox he just got away with it and no more guy was breathing down his neck taking too long on the ball again same you're not going to get away with that on Tuesday night so I've got an idea <laughs> we drop Lager Bielka and Scales and just go Phillips in his Ma- own 3-5-2 maybe Rodgers you know you can put past Rodgers to do something you know inventive like that but you know, we need to shut that back door, so nah, I think we're going to have to. I think it, it should be if you are playing a, a two centre halves, like it'd be okay and Phillips. So, we'll be doing a, a pre match as always, do, we do the countdown to kick off, and that'll be on Monday ahead of this final game on Tuesday. I've got to be honest with you now, I really can't call a centre half. I just don't know, we've not seen enough, as you say, we don't have the information available to say, do you know what, Phillips was just getting rested, he's, he's first in the queue, or it's scales or, or whoever, so it's, it's a really hard call. Do you think it's scales after today? I, I get your point at the start he he didn't overly impose himself in the game he didn't overly do much wrong he played a safe game didn't he for the most part didn't look, he made a great tackle actually prevent a goal in the second half you've got to credit him with that I just don't know he, he probably he was probably six and a half out of ten the day do you know what I mean like fine no disaster yeah. not, nothing great I don't know I, I just I can't quite call that one um, anyway, we'll go back to some of the good stuff from today. So Celtic open the scoring about five minutes into the half. Um, it's David Turnbull who wins and scores the penalty. At first, I wasn't sure. Um, I thought uh, my initial thought was it was foul outside the box, but maybe. In uh, true to form, it's, it's been called a penalty. We've since seen the, the kind of replay or the still at least, and it looks a clear penalty, actually, doesn't it? Aye. So they're facing the main stand and we're in the north stand, so it's, it's away from us. It's looking away from us, so we're kind of getting a poor angle of it. I thought it. You know, initially wasn't a foul. If it was a foul, it was in the box. So kind of what's going on, and then you see it from if you're looking from the dugout, uh, if you like, 
it's just a, a stone wall. It's a stupid, stupid challenge. Turnbull's facing away from goal. He's going nowhere, and the guy takes his legs behind. It's, it must be frustrating for Tony Rockery, that kind of one, because you're, you're doing well up until that point, and then it's a, a stupid decision from the defender again like that. Yeah. Um, you can say what you want about Turnbull. There's a lot to be said about what he's doing or not doing at this moment in time, but the boy can strike, strike a strike a ball straight yeah. down the middle and even if the goalie stayed I think he was going to the net with it it's, uh, it's rarely in doubt when it comes to that so fair play there was a wee bit of tension around at the time as well so obviously first half hadn't been great and when the penalty was awarded between the time of that and Turnbull tucking it away there was just a wee bit of anxiety around you could hear it so fair play to him for stepping up he's not in great form you know there's no, there's no getting away from that but he's tucked away and he's opened the scoring and that's what actually opens out the game yeah I mean it's I, I, I'm going to say less about Turnbull because he just sounds like a one-man vendetta but that was all he did all day a couple other wee touches but that was all he did all day uh, no I think the sooner we get Rio Hitati back in the side the better and on that so Hitati um, comes on just on the hour mark and slightly earlier was Lewis Palmer so Palmer come on for Yang on 59 Hitati on for Turnbull on 60 and I, I think what you've seen from those two guys and, and Milad Bernardo into the mix as well you can just pick out good players pretty easily. You know, good players do good things, and most of Celtic's good things then kicked in in that last half hour with those guys on the park. Yeah, I mean, I think you've been talking about it for for a few years. You can tell from the way a guy receives a ball and delivers a ball whether he's got the the, the very basics to encourage you that he's a player. And both of those guys have got that in spades. Um, yeah, just the, the the way they show for the ball, the way they take the ball, the way they distribute it, everything about that. And they were both very much involved in the more creative um, segment of the game, which came with the two of them on the park. Yeah. Um, goal, not surprisingly, uh, the second goal came just after that, so 63 minutes in and it's Kyogo. Uh, it's a brilliant assist for McGregor. I think some people will look at the goal and say, that's quite a simple goal. I think it's a brilliant goal. I think there's loads to be done, done at that point. You know, he's got his back to goal, but he's got such an awareness of where the sticks are first and foremost and where the goalie is and it's a really well directed header and he scores all types of goals you look at that in comparison to his goal at Ibrox in comparison to the various other goals he scored this season and it's just the guy's got all the tricks in his locker and quite a quiet game all round but a burst of life when you, you need him most yeah I think you know that's not the first time McGregor and Kyogo have combined to score a goal like that they've seen a few of them in training by the looks of it there's a there's a synergy of intelligence there. McGregor's a smart footballer, Kyogo's a smart footballer, and he goes, I know where he's going to be, and Kyogo's going, I know where he's going to put that, and the two combine. Because you've caught the defence, you're kind of going, he must be offside. And then you actually see the line, you go, he's miles onside, or you know, he's, he's well onside. Um, because he just knows where McGregor's going to put the ball, and nobody else does, none of the defend, uh, Dundee defenders do. But when it comes in, you know, it's, it's a great ball, and it's got a lot of whip on it, so he just has to be, he just has to jump at the exact right point to get the right power on it that it doesn't end up over the bar or in the goalie's arms and he does exactly that. It's a great goal. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant yeah. goal and just a sign of Kyogo's class and he's he's absolutely, I was going to say he's picked up where he left off last season. I think if all goes well and he stays fit, he improves on that 34 goal. So yeah. it's brilliant to see and listen, nice timing, you know, getting into a big European game as yeah. well. Um, just on the goal, uh, there was a Dundee guy on the deck at the time, fairly close to us, you know, he was kind of, I think a couple of Celtic players have nailed him right out in the touchline and if I'm being honest my initial response and I think you're the same uh, was foul what do you think? No Absolutely not? No um, Stonewall, <laughs> Stonewall not a foul? Uh, I, my opinion is it's in the I think we said at the time 
if the ref gives it against you, you don't complain too much, but it's probably not a foul. It was basically the, the kind of Dundee guy's facing his own goal fairly well up the line, and I'm assuming it must have been Johnson. It was from a right back position anyway. Comes and takes the ball, but maybe you know comes through him a wee bit as well. But too bad, you know, just back to the gym. I think it was a foul. We'll catch it uh, later in the highlights or even in follow follow. There'll be some some stills of it in there. To, oh, they'll be to, talking about you. To check it out. So uh, we'll have a look. But it, you know, Celtic have done what they've had to do. They've, they've played away and, and got a brilliant goal. Um, and again, not long after, Kyogo involved again, and it's three 0 It's a brilliant ball down the line. I think is it Johnson that plays the ball down the yeah, line? Yeah, Johnson. Um, and then Kyogo shows some just smart movement to get on it down the right hand side, and it's a really cute cut back for Riley. He's still got a wee bit of work to do you know you've seen guys blazes over the bar and he's the coolest guy in the house and he just places at the time and you know just afterwards you can see his delight and I noted I just think he's a guy who's in a really good place with his football right now and it showed with his performance and the goal he got into that same position three times against St Johnson uh, a few weeks ago and I don't think he did anything particularly wrong when he shots against St Johnson they just didn't come off and that can be football but when this ball I mean it's, it's lovely football to work it to him from the three players Johnson, Maida, Kyogo but when it does come to him all he does is opens his left foot and he just places it he sees where the goalie is reads the defenders places it doesn't need to leather it just lets it hit off him and it's tucked away so nice but he is I mean he just looks so happy he looks so content and comfortable and it's shown in his football he was on it for the first minute today he was he actually got involved within the first couple of minutes first couple of exchanges he just looks more relaxed and also He's a guy that looks like he's happy to take on the responsibility of being one of the key players. And at 22, you can't underestimate how impressive that is. Absolutely. I mean, he's impressed me since he walked in the door. But, you know, last season was a tough one for him because he was, you know, the McGregor side of things was really difficult to cover that. And then that kind of shook him out of his creative flow, took a bit of time to get back into it, which he did get back into before the end of the season. But that's all gone now, and he's back to you know how he was in the first season. In fact, I think he's way beyond that. I think he's shown real development, and he'll develop further under Rodgers. Yeah, I think he's playing some of his best football, and if they yeah. if they drew a line today, he'd be player of the season so far. I think he's been great. All we need to do now is convince Paddy that he's a player. Paddy knows. <laughs> Same way you know that Mikey Johnson isn't. No, well, both of those things might be untrue, <laughs> but no, I think Paddy's softening on it as well. I think I think he's in a fair way. He questioned. Maybe O'Reilly's pace at the time and maybe lack yeah, yeah, of, of use right. of the right foot and different things. And Matt O'Reilly will be the first to tell you that he's got you know, he's constantly looking to learn and improve things in his game. But at the moment what we are seeing is a guy who's very comfortable as part of this Celtic midfield and at the moment it looks like he's playing his best stuff. So brilliant to see. The game's done and dusted at that point, but they're playing some good stuff. Uh Alistair Johnson's hit the woodwork twice, cute effort with the outside his right boot. And another one where the keeper, I don't think he's known much about it, but he's somehow oh. deflected onto the bar. Yeah. Uh, Louis Palmer's shown some good skill. Paolo Bernardo looks very comfy on a football. Just yeah. looks very relaxed with the ball. Yeah. He's a big, rangy guy, big, tall guy as well. Looks yeah. like he might be quite a classy player. Hopefully we'll see more of him moving forward. Um, oh, come on. And I want to spend just a wee bit of time on him. He gets about 20-odd minutes, and it's smart move by Rodgers to protect Kyogo ahead of Tuesday. So Kyogo goes off, O comes on, and he definitely falls in that category of trying too hard at this moment in time that, that's all it is I don't know what O's got and I think he's a developing player for me at the moment um, I don't think he should be Celtic's number two striker I think somebody else should be in there but we are where we are um, I, you know he's definitely got something You know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't be writing him off but what is happening just now is he, he wants to show that he's got that something so he's 
taking shots where he shouldn't be taking shots. He's maybe not squaring it when he should square it. He's making runs that he shouldn't be making. All of that that stuff, and that that's the management's job to say, like, look, calm down. We can see what you've got. You know what we're working on. We've got a target. Let's just stick to the plan, and it'll all come. If it's going to come, it will come for him. But I think you need to take a wee bit of pressure off his shoulders in January. I say. He's a young guy and he's a talented guy, but yeah, I think he could do a wee bit more support. It's a hell of a pressure on him to be the number one backup to Kyogo. Mm-hmm. And I know Maeda's in the mix there somewhere, but in terms of genuine strikers at the club, we've got two, and that's that's not a lot, not enough actually getting into a, a Champions League campaign. And you never know, you know, Touchwood and all that stuff, Kyogo remains fit and healthy, but if he needs any spell out, then all leading the line, it's not, it's not a great position to be in, is it? It's, I don't know, is that... Something that was overlooked as well as left back during the the window. Uh, we spoke about it long and weary. Like it, it, it's it's such an absolute clanger. Probably more than left back, um, particularly coming up in January um, when the Asian World Cup's on. We know we're in, you know we're really short there. So uh, this is nothing that Rogers and the players can do anything about now. We just need to do what best we can. But it's an absolute clanger that mm. and left back in particular. I'd agree. Um, so looking at the bigger picture, so the game plays out and Celtic, uh, well worthy of the 3-0 win. We now sit two points clear, as I mentioned, at the top of the table from St Mirren, then a point further back, I think, is Motherwell, and then Rangers, four points further back, as we know. Um, domestically, you know, we're getting there, we're still finding their feet, and I suppose it's fair to say, you know, we've seen the the signs at Ibrox, particularly first half, and we've seen signs at times today that, that we're getting there with Brendan Rodgers and the players are starting to get the message on board and I suppose we maybe just need to accept that there's a bit of there's a lot going on just now you know nine new guys in the door guys injured Hatati just coming back Carter Vickers still missing lots of things Greg Taylor a bit better today but generally out of form at this moment in time and you'd like to think if we can just keep chipping away at it domestically at least we're, we're going to see those improvements and, and we'll see it in the results Yeah but you'll also see it in the personnel you know and that that's where I'm quite relaxed when we go forward in a month's time you're looking at Carter Vickers starting and Scales not you're looking at probably Palmer starting and uh, Yang not you're looking at Bernardo starting and Turnbull not that's three big big changes to your football so I'm not in any panic I mean you know as much as I'm saying absolute clangor from the the, the football talent department on not signing a striker it looks like really good work on Palmer and Bernardo from what we've seen today so you know you only get Park's you, you get 100% or nothing with, with Celtic fans that's just how it goes kind of thing but really you know, good work for them to get those on reasonable deals as well but we've got to do the, the whole thing but yeah really really impressed with the two there and two excellent signings from that team yeah I mean I was chatting to Auntie Joseph there a, a week or so ago doing the, the summer transfer special that was a general uh, acceptance between the two of us that Celtic's transfer window at the moment remains the great unknown it might be a work of art you might have said geez, remember that window back in 2023 and we get Bernardo and we get you know Yang and Tilio and Lewis Palma and all these guys we just need to see and today was the first chance to get eyes on a couple of those new signings well three in fact Phillips, Palma and Bernardo and generally speaking the things are positive particularly with the two more forward thinking players and the creative players and we'll just need to see how they bed in but Celtic being Celtic you don't get a chance to rest on your laurels so right away now you know we're, we're just post-match here but that game's already put to the back burner in full focus now on Tuesday as I mentioned we'll do a full countdown to kick off that'll be available to subscribers on Monday but just between you and I at the moment James a, a quick glance ahead to that do you think we're in decent shape can we can we go there and you know take something will the, the boys be feeling confident what's your general summary ahead of that big game 
probably come quicker than we would like if it was a week on Tuesday with another game under our belt with those players starting. And you know, <laughs> you know, obviously Carter Vickers wouldn't be back, but you'd have Palmer further up to speed. You have a Bernardo instead of Turnbull definitely starting. You're looking at potentially starting Turnbull on Tuesday, and that, that that's got to worry you. You, you seem to have missed Hattati a couple of times there. You think Bernardo's ahead of Sorry, Bernardo or Hattati. Either way, in fact, when Hattati came on, I said, what a change. You know, an, an off-form Turnbull to a bang-on form, keen, fit Hattati. And he was, you know, he, he was, he, you know, a couple of things didn't quite come off for him, but he was, he made a big difference despite not being involved in the goals. Do you know what he does? He just brings an energy. Aye. He, he just comes on and he, he he's lively. He's looking to link up. He's He's got a good thing going with Kyogo and he's always kind of looking for that cute pass that clever pass we spoke at length last season between us at times you know he's always looking for the forward pass he's always looking for can I go and create can I go and get a strike on goal myself or can I play a teammate and and different players play in different ways but whether it's Turnbull or others of, of his ilk sometimes it's can I just play safe can I retain possession and there's no doubt Hattati gives you a huge boost but yeah to take it back to Tuesday night you could have you know maybe three or four changes to what the, the lineup was today and I don't know like yeah, it's one you get. I don't know if I would say more hope than expectation. I think, I think Celtic could take something, but we're up against a fine odd side who themselves have got uh, some issues, you know, injury wise. And regardless of what's going on, a three 0 win gives you great confidence on the back of what you've done at Ibrox, and they'll certainly be feeling good about themselves and looking forward to kicking off the campaign. They, and they certainly should be, you know, that and that's what today is all about, giving you that, that kind of confidence and good feeling going into Tuesday. But here's an interesting one. No home today, and I said in the weekly show that I would expect home to play uh, away in Europe when we're playing McGregor and a another and one forward, you know, two sitting midfielders and one attacking midfielder, you know, be it O'Reilly or Hattati. Didn't see him at all today, and if he was going to play on Tuesday, you would have seen him, you wouldn't have brought Bernardo on just for, you know, leg time kind of thing. So, is Rogers going to go for it on Tuesday and say, well, you know, you've got to come at us, but is that not what Mickey Beale did? I, I I don't see Rodgers going gung ho or anything like that, but I agree. Today's personnel suggests so. I don't think Thiago home plays. I, I don't think he can play. And having not featured at all today, then that tells you all you need to know. But um, he's he's got real creatives, you know, in there. And I wonder if you play Hitati or and McGregor, I think it's, that's a, a a midfield that can do both jobs. It's versatile. I think they can do the defensive stuff, but when you break and if you're breaking at pace, you've got the guys to find the Kyogos, maybe the Lewis Palmas and certainly the Maedas. Maeda gave you all the Maeda stuff under Aye. the sun today with some great stuff, a great finish that was called off and, and probably rightly for offside. Second half, his, his pace, his energy, and then some ridiculous crosses, some, some terrible passes, but he, he just gives you stuff that other players don't. Both good and bad, to be fair, but he, he'll certainly feature in, in Europe, and that's a, a huge asset. Listen, plenty of time to cover uh, the final game, as I say, that'll be out on Monday to all subscribers. James, just your final thoughts as we wrap this up for the, the Dundee victory. Yeah, it's a big three points. You know, a clean sheet, three goals at home, you know... Um, I think the early kickoff would uh, let plucky Rangers catch up on us a wee bit, albeit not catch up with us. So it's always important to to just pull it away again, and, and they did it. And they finished the game in some styles. As much as I thought the first, you know, 55, 60 minutes weren't um, as they should be, the last half of there certainly was. Yeah, I'm also I'm been 100 serious here in terms of the last thing Celtic fans would have wanted today was a St. Johnson win. I know you always want it, but if a St. Johnson win had happened, my bet would have said Bill's out the door. 
uh, and we don't want that. I know. The, the longer Lamp posters kicking around, the better for It's a bit of an all lose situation. For Celtic. But there's plenty of time to catch all of that as, as they do what they're doing over the next few weeks as well. So Celtic's unbeaten start to the league campaign continues with four wins and a draw from five games after today's result. We'll be back with two shows on Monday here at the Celtic Exchange Plus with the weekly show and the countdown to kick off ahead of Feyenoord. But in the meantime, for myself and James, thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm.